You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we're recording this on a Monday before Bachelor. Yes. Shelby is yes. antsy. It's... Oh my gosh. I'm just trying to leisurely take no. my time. <laughs> if I this is don't a big week. This is Fantasy Suites Night. You have no enough. idea. Okay, oh. let's get into this. Um, it's Wait, exciting. I have a I have a review. I have a review. We can't just you get do? straight oh into gosh. the news. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just calm down, Shelby. My goodness. This will get okay. to whatever, NBC.com or whatever. Okay, let's eventually. see here's okay. the review. <laughs> five stars. This podcast is awesome, says Ollie Swifty135. Oh, nice. I discovered this podcast listening to Swiftish, as Hey-o. if we couldn't have guessed by the Swifty name. And by <laughs> the way, Matt, we all know you're a secretly stan Taylor Swift. I yes. do not appreciate Spotify. this narrative Spotify that you've been too. putting out into the world, Shelby. <laughs> this is very rude of you. Um, anyways, I have been obsessed with this podcast ever since I started listening. The chemistry between Shelby and Matt is hilarious and fun. I normally <laughs> don't look for any pop culture news other than Taylor Swift stuff, but Shelby and Matt really make all pop culture fun. <laughs> I definitely feel like I can get away from all the bad things in my life when I listen to this podcast. Oh Thanks, God. Shelby and Matt. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> So that pure. So nice. Other yes. than that very rude comment about me being a Taylor <laughs> Swift fan, which I don't appreciate. You're on record saying nice things about her, so we count that as a where. Uh, where I'll, I'll pull up the I'll pull up the clips if you want. Roll the tape. Um, no, that's very nice, and I uh, I'm glad that we can bring some joy into people's lives. And you can always find more PS Your Wrong content on our social media accounts were at PS you're wrong on Twitter and on Instagram and sometimes on Facebook, but you know what, who really cares about that? And um, <laughs> yeah, feel free to leave us a review because it uh, makes us feel good about ourselves and makes it easier for people to find us. Yeah. And Shelby's been doing the Lord's work with all of her yes. Photoshopping skills over <laughs> on Instagram. So if you're not witnessing my face on all kinds of weird bodies, you know, what What are you doing with your life? Okay, well, shall we get to the news? Yes. Bringing you all the news that's fit <laughs> to print. <laughs> yeah, there's been some good, like, CB-level celebrity stuff that I've been excited to talk to you about. Um, hot off the presses, though, is Pete Davidson. He is doing some promo work for his new Netflix stand-up coming out, which I roll. But he was just interviewed um, by Charlemagne. And he was asked about, like, SNL and how he felt about it. And he went on this rant about how much he hates SNL and how he's, like, sick of it. And he's sick of feeling like the joke. And they just think he's so effing dumb, which he is. And so (laughs) he went off on this, like, biting the hand that feeds him, basically. Um, and he's just like, yeah, it's just like when I'm in that building, I don't know whose team they're really playing for. Like if I'm on in on the joke or if I am the joke and he's like, he just was really <laughs> poor guy feels really insecure there and, uh, says he, he feels like he's constantly being made fun of when he's not on the show, when he is on the show. And Charlemagne was like, oh, so you've outgrown it. And he's like, well, I'm happy to be there as long as Lauren likes me. And so (laughs) he's like, he knows he's being recorded. He knows this will be a headline. And he's 
making fun of the show that he's still very much a part of that still very much pays for his lifestyle so um, well it just feels like a classic pete davidson move one i don't think snl pays that well i feel like everybody yeah. <laughs> who's ever worked there is on record saying that it doesn't pay that well and the hours are psychotically crazy and it's a hostile work environment and basically you're just doing it so that you can get other gigs outside of snl but also clearly lorne is obsessed with pete davidson pete has not been doing a darn thing on that show for the past (laughs) three or four seasons and the fact that he's still around when other people (laughs) who are much harder working and funnier have been cut is a testament to that something is weird that's happening (laughs) and i bet that in the snl offices everyone is thinking that and Pete can feel that. So when he goes in for his, you know, six hours a week because he's not in any skits and he's doing nothing, I bet people are not huge fans of him and are like, why is he here taking up a spot where Lauren clearly likes him for some reason? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he can go on and crap on the show and he feels like he's talking about all of these other people that he's working with. I mean, but also Pete Davidson is clearly unwell, like... <laughs> there, yeah. it's like well, yeah, he shouldn't I mean, be in that situation anyway. Yeah. So he needs to go and like take some time, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he has this Netflix special coming out, and it got a bunch of flack from its preview alone because he was making a pretty lazy, like stereotypical, outdated joke about gay men. So it's like, where will he end up? I don't know, but I feel like. He's a lot better off because of the SNL exposure he's gotten, even if it does make him look like this, as he says it, big, dumb idiot. So have, have we proven ourselves <laughs> otherwise, Pete? Huh? Yeah. Um, OK, this is just a quick blip, but Billie Eilish is on record saying that she wants Michael B. Jordan to play James Bond. And I agree. <laughs> I feel like I've said that multiple times on this podcast before. So even though he's not British, <clears throat> get with the program. We need him cast. Um, okay, do you have anything I to guess. say about that? No. Okay. Just like, why are Moving we still on... so obsessed with James Bond? It's like, make a new movie. Shelby. That's my hot like, take. I under it's not that hot. We've heard it here before multiple well, okay. times That's, from you. This is like this is why you should be recognizing that Michael B. Jordan is better and bigger than some stale 1950s overly done like spy man, you know? Yeah, but you know, it's like iconic. So okay. it matters even okay. if you don't think that it does whatever okay. moving on to more important news so that i don't have to engage with whatever uh-huh, is going uh-huh. on there okay um two cast members of riverdale are leaving the show at the end of the season it was announced that skeet ulrich who plays jughead jones's dad fp and marisol nichols who plays uh, Hermione Lodge are both leaving at the end of the season, which is crazy because both Good of them call. are sort of like washed up adult actors who haven't been doing very much and then were rescued by this show. And <laughs> they're not that good at acting. And also the show is the most popular sh- show in that genre that's currently airing. So I'm, what do you mean don't... that genre <laughs> crazy like, bad TV? 
No, like that, like high school, college, mm-hmm. like the Pretty Little Liars, One Tree Hill, well, maybe you know, the like that. Want to want to leave it to the kids, you know? Maybe they've outgrown. Yeah, but it. like, well, here's the thing, though. It's like, why are they leaving? That's <laughs> my question. And then. Why are they announcing this now? Because to me, if they want to leave, great. You can write them off the show, have them be like a big cliffhanger death or whatever at the end of the season. But by saying that they're leaving now at the end of the season, it feels like, well, now you can't really do anything that's super cliffhangery with either of them because we all know that they're leaving. You know what I mean? Like if you kill one of them, it's like, well, yeah, we were kind of expecting this. Well, so, maybe the actors didn't want their, you know, maybe this frees them up to do other projects instead of just like waiting to be killed off. And now they can go actively be like, oh, I'll be free of this at this point. And um, look out world. I'm I'm available. <laughs> yeah, but they could still do that. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just so my question is, are you going to be watching Sabrina? Because Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, just posted a photo with a couple stars from Riverdale implying heavily that there'd be a crossover. They did. Yeah. I, oh I swear I follow these accounts. Let me um, look at this. Who is I'm, it? Who is the crossover? The Sabrina. It was um, the redhead, the main guy. KJ. Is that it? Is that his KJ name? Appa? Yeah. He was there. And then. I think one of the other high schoolers. I don't know. I didn't watch. Past okay. The first yes. Season. I am seeing a picture two days ago. It's like a yeah. It's like a blurry shot of yeah. <laughs> Sabrina with KJ Appa and Corey Cott or whatever who plays. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. But th- that's not like I don't know. That could be whatever. No, I'm not planning <laughs> on not watching gonna... <laughs> Sabrina because I've got too much stuff on my plate yeah, already. Yeah. And if I was <laughs> going to watch a spinoff, I'd watch Katie Keene because that right. actually is a crossover that's on the same <laughs> network. Sabrina's on Netflix, so it's like but it, they're going to do an episode on Sabrina. Possibly. They've talked about Riverdale, so it seems like yes, they're building it but up. Like mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't You're not sold. know. No. Okay, that's fair. But this season of Riverdale is great. So for mm, all of okay. you who are still watching that, um, you know, <laughs> find me on Twitter, send me some messages because I got things to talk about. And you know, mm. is Jughead dead? That's the question. Yeah. Wow, I'm waiting on bated breath because he wants to leave the show too. So nobody wants to leave the show. Yeah, I think Shelby. I think it's he does. Gr- you're I'm spreading sure r- you're spreading negative rumors. It was definitely like a Reddit thread or something. <laughs> oh, a, oh, a Reddit thread. Wow. Shelby, yeah. we are journalists here. We need to have journalistic <laughs> integrity and I don't appreciate okay, okay. you sullying okay, well, this story, the, the this good story name is of 100% Riverdale. fact. This all happened. Um okay. so Jake Paul YouTuber we've oh, talked gosh. about. He's the yes. broy, fame hungry, like clout searching weirdo. He was now he's like a boxer. Well, we I don't know what he is. He's still just the YouTube Jake Paul. Yes. But okay. he got into some Twitter heat because um I guess he was in Vegas uh for this fight and um, yes. you know, boxing. And he ran into Zayn Malik, who's from One Direction and then had yes. a solo career. And I guess they didn't, you know, Zane didn't want to hang with him. And so Jake got on Twitter and said, 
almost had to clap up Zane from One Direction because he is a little guy and has an attitude and basically told me to F off for no reason when I was being nice to him. Zane, I know you're reading this. Stop being angry because you came home alone to your big ass hotel room. Ha ha ha. I don't even know what's going on here. But Gigi Hadid, who's been on again, off again with Zane and is currently on, somehow found this tweet. Well, I mean, people were talking about it. So she found it, even though he spelled Zane's name wrong. And she like came for his throat. She was like, LOL, because he doesn't care to hang with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupies. Home alone with his best friends like a respectful king because he has me, sweetie. Unbothered by your irrelevant, ugly ass. Go to bed. <laughs> yes. Oh, my so, gosh. Twitter was alight with the jokes and the excitement and the Jake Paul is RIP and all this stuff. And Jake eventually de- deleted the tweet and was like, Oh, someone needs to take my phone away when I'm drunk because I'm an effing idiot. LOL. And I was like, okay, Jake, sure. <laughs> you were just drunk. Oh, it was pretty Jake funny. Paul is like endlessly fascinating to me because he was doing that typical YouTuber thing. But then recently he's gotten all these tattoos. He started, <laughs> he was like engaged or whatever with Tana Mojo. Now they're not yeah. together anymore. But now he's like, a boxer supposedly like he's actually like if you look at his instagram feed which i did like three days ago it's all of this boxing stuff and how he's like you know in the welterweight or whatever the boxing thing like it does not it doesn't look to me it's too prolonged to be like one of those videos like i tried out boxing for a day and here's what happened (laughs) you know it's definitely like a thing that he's into which just mm-hmm. like rich young people who have nothing going on the passions yeah. that they can come up with are <laughs> bizarre and it was giving me sort of the uh fox catcher vibes did you ever see fox catcher <laughs> where that I rich guy takes up wrestling yeah. and then yeah. and then like pays off people to like or his coach pays off people to lose to him so that he can feel like Spoiler he's a good wrestler alert. but yeah well, that's not the that's not really the spoiler. The spoiler is then he then like kills the coach. So hey, hey, hey. and then goes. Hey, to jail. it's a true story, Shelby. It's a true story. It's in the news. It's not a spoiler if it's news. Uh, okay, well, yeah, maybe that's Jake Paul's method too. I mean, I think he's just still he just has to be louder and crazier. Like that's he has to do weird stuff like this. So well, good. Best of luck to him. Hopefully, yeah. he doesn't get a concussion. <laughs> Very exciting news to some is that there is going to be a Friends reunion on HBO Max that comes out in May. All of the six original Friends posted a picture on Instagram. One of them didn't even have Instagram, got an Instagram account to post this. They're supposedly getting paid between $2.5 million and $3 million <laughs> per friend for this reunion special which is going to be on HBO Max when it launches. So HBO uh-huh. is really putting a lot of money into this, thinking that also <laughs> HBO Max is going to have all of the episodes of Friends. So it's like oh, okay. Friends fans are going to show up by HBO Max because they want to see this Friends reunion special, which like I saw the Happy Days reunion special whenever that was like 15 years ago. They're not that exciting. It's just people sitting around telling sort of lame stories and watching clips from the show. And it's like, if you're a fan, you basically know everything. 
Is that like, that's what it is, right? Because that's what I think when they're like, oh, reunion show. It's the cast talking about the show. It's not like a new episode. It's not like a new episode. No. I was looking into that. I'm not a Friends person, but but no, I do not believe that it is a new episode. I think it is just like a... This is the first time, supposedly, that they've all been together, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. talking about friends. Um, that's But ridiculous. that's just what it is. That's stupid. <laughs> that's but a waste of everyone's money. Because we are trying to enlighten our listeners, I did a little digging and a little bit of research here. Because I have been confused, and I feel like so has everybody, about all of these new weird HBO platforms <laughs> that are going on. Okay, okay, good. Yes. And so I've, yeah, so I'm, so HBO Max is the new platform that they're releasing. It's going to be $15 a month. It's going to be all of the HBO stuff that HBO already has, plus huge back catalogs of things from Warner Media. So basically anything that was Warner Brothers that was a TV show or a movie in the past hundred years or whatever. A lot of that will be on this. So it'll just be a huge back catalog of movies and TV shows that you want to watch. It's $15 a month. Plus, that also includes all of the new current HBO stuff that's going on. However, HBO Now <laughs> is is the... Okay, wait, no. HBO Go <laughs> is a platform... Yes, this is confusing. HBO Go is a is a streaming platform that comes with HBO if you get HBO through cable. So if you have cable TV and you have the HBO package, you can use HBO Go to watch HBO shows and movies, the ones that are on the regular TV or whatever, on your app or mobile device or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, I think, will still be the same price and will only show new HBO stuff. So HBO Mm -hmm. Now is the version of that that is straight from HBO. So you're not going through a cable provider. You're only buying the HBO stuff on this app. I believe that those two function forms will still be available, but mm-hmm. HBO Max has all of the stuff from HBO Go and HBO Now, plus all of this extra stuff, mm-hmm. and it's not that much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably HBO Go and HBO Now will be phased out as HBO Max takes over, especially since I feel like we're headed into an era within the next five years where cable is not a thing anymore and everybody is just streaming everything. Yes. Did that make any sense? Oh yeah. 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 No, for sure. I, yeah. I think you love talking about streaming sites the way I like talking about how James Bond is overrated. So. Okay. Shelby. Okay. (laughs) Do you, do we want to have this conversation? No, no, no. But thank you. Yeah, no, Rob's had a lot of questions about that. So that makes sense. And I honestly believe that um, we're all just being suckered into signing up for a bunch of these and then they'll just raise the price and it'll just be life. And that's just that's just what our destiny is as humanity. And so we just have to buckle down and deal with it. I think that some of these are going to be hurt real bad because mm-hmm. nobody is going to want to pay for them all. And the ones that have the least exciting content, I think are going to be the ones that nobody goes for. And then how are they going dies to first? I feel like Apple, the Apple oh, one yeah, has yeah, to go yeah. first. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> 
Because Apple has nothing. It has no IP, really, you know? Mm -hmm, Like, these mm -hmm. other ones have a bigger bank of things. But I also feel like that, like with cable, what we're going to have is that somebody (laughs) is going to figure out how to, like, bundle these so you get them all for a lower price or a certain number of them, you know? So you don't have to buy them all separately. So it'll basically be cable, but it'll just be on your TV, (laughs) whatever. Do you have anything else or should we get into love it or hate it? No, but my love it or hate it is from a streaming site. So it's a perfect segue. Oh, go for it. What is it? Um, So my husband and I have just started binging Netflix's new reality show, Love is Blind. Have you watched this or dared to? You know, I was talking to somebody about this at like a party or something. I can't even remember where. And I was like, do I need to watch this? Because I watched all of The Circle. And if HBO was just going to put out one of these like sort of crappy reality shows once a month, I'm not going to be able to keep up. So I think I decided that I'm not going to watch Love is Blind. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You are missing out. This is totally different than The Circle. I mean... This is a wild, just insane show. And that's coming from someone who's watched a lot of trashy reality, who loves like The Bachelor, who who watched the first season of, of Married at First Sight. But this is about... Like, oh, I love Married at First Sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you'd like this because it's basically a conglomeration of all these sort of dating shows where it takes in like 30 singles who have to date blind for the first 10 days where they have like basically these rooms they go into these pods and they get to talk to the men and the women. And then they just like, they try and build connections without any physical, um, you know, you can't look at them, you can't touch them, whatever. And so then if you decide, if you fall in love and get engaged, then you move on to the next stage, which is sort of this, um, you're dating, you're engaged, you're getting ready for the wedding and that's another 10 days. And so they go on like a, a, brief sort of engagement honeymoon I guess and then they meet all their families and stuff and then the third week is when they get married and they have to decide oh is this forever is this gonna stick so Rob and I are halfway through the like honeymoon stage it is so bonkers like the level of cringe you feel with some of these relationships because first of all the first week is just like they're just talking to walls and so there's all these like awkward pauses and like slow pans of emotional breakdowns and like they're like oh I think I might love you and it's just like it cuts to the guy in the room crying she's like are you crying and he's like yes and she's like me too and it's just so weird and then you watch them meet for the first time and it's like my heart rate was just like up like I was so like on edge (laughs) like just Oh my gosh, Shelby. It is crazy. It's like, I don't believe any of these couples made it. This was actually filmed, strangely, in like the fall of 2018. So they've had some time (laughs) to fall apart. I've tried to avoid their Instagram, so I haven't like checked and seen anything. One of the couples has already like blown up on the show. And the other ones are like very close. But there's a couple actually that I'm like, you know what? I might be buying this. So, (laughs) okay. One, I just, I was asking the person who I was talking to about this, who, and now I can't remember who it was. So sorry. But 
I was like, well, obviously, because there, there's like this, you can't see the person premise. We're going to get a lot of like funky looking people, you know? No. And they said that, no, basically everyone was hot. So I don't understand what the deal there is. Because it feels like (laughs) if the show is Love is Blind, you want it to like, oh, the reveal. Oh, the person has an eye patch or, you know, like has a lot of tattoos or something that's like, I wouldn't normally have dated this person, but I got to know them otherwise. Yeah, like these are all people who want to be on TV, so they're all shallow to some degree. And so you're someone... saying that people with one eye don't also want to be on TV. That is no, rude, I'm, Shelby. I'm saying that like these girls, if they suddenly realize, like, th- I just think it'd be like you know that TV show. Did you ever watch? Um, oh, what was it where they thought they were competing for the hottest person, but they were actually competing oh like meet joe dirt or whatever Uh, yeah something like that i just i don't think it would have worked if they'd really tried to go like really altruistic like yes like love is blind but there is some interesting dynamics where one of the guys is short and one like one of the couples is interracial and she's like i've never dated a white man before and so there's some some interesting dynamics there the other thing with these dating shows that are like this and watching the bachelor this is infuriating (laughs) it's like they the key to a relationship i think is that you spend a lot of time with the person like that's (laughs) how you determine whether or not it's a good match and yet these shows are predicated on like let's see how fast we can go. And then they're (laughs) shocked when it doesn't work out. You know what show has a very high success rate in couples? It's Big Brother. And that's because you have these people who are sitting (laughs) around in a house for weeks on end with nothing to do. And if they start dating and they spend... Yeah, this is my love it or hate it. This isn't about Big Brother. (laughs) No. So I'm just saying that I think Big Brother has more active couples than The Bachelor (laughs) does. So just check on that. And and Big Brother isn't even a dating show. Like, that's not the point of it. No, I see your point. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything else? No, no, it's a it's a good trashy, entertaining, uh, binge worthy show. So you can check okay. it out if you want. I'm, but what I'm, are you? But I what about you? What's but... your love it or hate it? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, my love it is a much better reality <laughs> television show. Survivor season no. forty, winners at war is airing. <laughs> And it is fantastic. It's 20 winners from previous seasons. They're all back. (laughs) They're competing. And what's great is usually on this show, I mean, which I always love, Mm -hmm, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, sort of like people who clearly aren't going to be winning because they're just like not (laughs) that intelligent or, you know, like that put together. They're there is kind of like because their wild cards are weird or whatever. But because all of these people have won before, all of them are like smart and know what they're doing and know what's going on. So watching them play is just such a joy because they're all on another level and they're all like backstabbing each other and trying to figure out it's it's fantastic. I will say this. If you have not watched Survivor before, I would not watch this season because you will be spoiled on who the winners are for every other season. (laughs) But... If you have watched some Survivor and are like, oh, this is fun. Maybe I should get back into it. 
This is a great season. And it's also another reason why I can't watch Freya and Love is Blind. So there we have this. I have a season of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race that's coming out in like a week. Like there's good reality television on. I can't be watching a bunch of people in, you know, talking to walls <laughs> and black boxes or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm happy you found your fix. And, you know, one day maybe you'll be on Survivor. You know, I... I as I do at least once a year, while I was watching the premiere, I had like a mild breakdown and was like, it's been 10 years. When are they going to put me on this show? Ah! And so then submitted another audition tape in like a fever dream state the next morning where I was like, we got to record this. We got to send this in. Maybe this will be the one that takes. Yeah. Have not heard back from them. But if you are a Survivor producer and you're listening mm-hmm, to this, or if mm-hmm. you are a Survivor producer's relative and you are yes. listening to this, or have ever met or have any connection with Survivor casting, please yes. tell them that please. I would be a an entertaining person to be on the on the show. And also that would be six weeks Shelby wouldn't have to record a podcast <laughs> with me. So it's a win-win for both of us. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. I'll 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 flex my uh, connections and see what I can scrounge up. Yeah, you're from like, you know, more more West Coast-ish. Yeah, I'm close. You know? <laughs> For sure. We'll figure it out. It'll be good. But we're excited because next week is, I mean, this coming Thursday is our mailbag episode. Been like six months in the making and it's finally happening. Oh my gosh, we have lots of good questions. I actually don't know what all the questions are. Yeah. Shelby has been keeping them a secret, but I'm excited to answer them and see what all of you have been wanting to know about us all this time that we can now shed some light on. So listen in on Thursday for that. And um, while you're at it, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on social media. Um, anything else, Shelby? No, that's it. Okay, see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye.